Welcome to the NPC's Weekly What Are You Playing for August 29th, 2020. My name is Travis, and of course I am joined by Preston. What's up? And Kyle. Hello. Gentlemen, hello. It has been a little bit of a uh, break there, of course. Unfortunately, I seem to end up being kind of the holdup with some family things that tend to come in my way. You know, I guess it happens. I told you to get rid of them. I, I just, I like them. I can't. That's a lie. Why do you lie? See, this is <laughs> <God>. why. <we're... laughs> Everyone knows you're lying. <laughs> Amy, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry for that. If you want to no, go and kill I'm him, the we one know where he, he lives. Amy. No, Amy, I'm the one who's nice to you. He's a dick. Fuck off. <laughs> you can hear all the things he says, Amy. I'm like, don't say that about Amy. We like Amy. He goes, oh, let me tell you about this woman. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so I had her listen to the... Um, I had her listen to the uh, Muffalo sauce comment in the uh, last <laughs> 20 <laughs> And uh, well, I pre-warned I her. I'm like, you're going to, I, I pre-warned her about that. And uh, she was, she was like, what happened? I'm like, yeah, let me go ahead and explain exactly what we were talking about. And she's like, I don't know how you guys sidetrack so bad. And I think she's worried more for my mental well-being and might be trying to push me away from doing <laughs> this. So be uh be prepared for some sort of weird resignation notice for me or hey i gotta step away guys because uh i can't do it anymore <laughs> okay <laughs> calm down you're getting excited i'm not excited i'm not i'm fine everything is under control Take that's it all easy. good you're going crazy uh, i'm not going crazy what i am going crazy at least about is video games what? i like my segues i know right whatever that uh, was a pretty that was a pretty okay segue <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's been a couple weeks, so I've at least had some time to play some games here. But uh, so I did check out the new flight simulator. Of course, I have that now through Game Pass, and I can actually really put more of that new uh, flight yoke system to use. It's that is a really pretty game, guys. I really hope it comes out on Xbox soon so you guys can really like take advantage of it and being able to check it out and play that. But that game is gorgeous. Um, I've heard I flew around. It looked gorgeous. I flew around over our town and it was a little interesting to at least fly over because there were a couple landmarks that I looked for in particular, like the uh, the Walmart east of town, and it's not mm-hmm. there. They represented it now by just some just, you know, white, non-textured box that's just sitting out where it should be at, but there's no actual, like, land development around it for a parking lot or anything. So I flew around to a couple other spots to kind of try to figure out dates in that. So the map for our town is probably about 2014, maybe 2015, so there are definitely, you can see a few things missing for sure, but overall, it's actually really neat that you get up to about the right elevation and it looks like you're literally flying over, you know, our town. It looks really cool. Can um, you see people? Uh, no, you don't see people, but you definitely see a lot more traffic. I will say in this, in Flight Simulator, it definitely puts our public transit system, you know, it gives it more credit than there actually is for what we have in town. There's a lot more Did buses get all the around. <laughs> Did he nail that? <laughs> I haven't get seen all those any of that. construction signs on the fucking highway that have been up for eight years. <laughs> I haven't seen any of that yet. I will tell you that one for sure. Uh, but no, the level of traffic, at least though through, is is you know definitely way above what it is for our town. Um, I would say, how low know, did you fly, or were you taking it serious? Oh no, no, no. I, I a couple times I took it serious, but I, there were a couple times like I uh, I hit work 
and uh, I hit the roof. Like, what was it? I was actually <laughs> trying to get a. Work. I was trying to get. <laughs> I was trying to get a cinematic picture of work, and so I flew over one part of the building, and I was like, "Okay, cool. I've got the cinematic camera just right." And I guess I pushed down on the yoke and ended up bouncing off the roof of another building and flipping over next to uh, next to the backup generators. And so here I am, flipped over, and so I screenshot it and I sent it to a bunch of people at work saying, "Hey, boss, I made it in just fine." And all the comments coming up to me are just like, "You're not going to fly us to work ever." You're just not going to do that. So that was... Um, what do you think, like, is this have real sustainable gameplay or is it more like that where that's like, I want to go see my hometown real fast and kind of thing. And then are you still going to keep playing this over and over again? Is this something that you think I has think so. sustainability? I, th- I think it does, mostly for the fact that it has built-in multiplayer. Because the previous version of Flight Simulator, it was, it was something that was kind of just baked in after the fact. But this actually has multiplayer in it where you can add friends on Xbox Live into this as long as they, you know, have it. And you can go around and fly with them. You know, if you want to create like some sort of crazy cool like formation in that, you know, that that's one thing. Uh, you know, you want to go just be assholes and fly around and terrorize people who are trying to fly pl- properly. You can do that, too. There's there's nothing against the rules to do that. Uh, there's also challenges in the game too, where every two weeks they'll release a new challenge set. So right now from the release up until I think it'll be about maybe Tuesday is a landing challenge. And they have you trying to land on the most difficult runways in the world. So like ones that are tucked away into the mountains that should not be able to hold, you know, like a 747 or the runways that have say a beach at the end of them or the beginning of them, you know, they've, they've got those types of things, but then they've also got training in there. So you can learn how to actually fly a plane. Like they teach you what each gauge means, the things you need to be looking out for when you're, uh, when you're actually bringing a plane up to speed, how you're maneuvering the plane too. And as you go through all those trainings and get all that stuff checked off, you can work your way all the way up to actually do a full solo flight, like going through a checklist to determine, your plane's actual health in that before you actually go and set to take off um, just as you would in an actual airport. And then you can go into your flight, you land and, and that's it. I haven't gotten that far yet. I've started some of the trainings. I think I'm on the third one going into the fourth one for the actual landings, but it's, it's pretty immersive at least in that sense. But to your question, like a slider for like, how much simulate can you control the amount of simulation like kind of how kyle likes forza where you can kind of turn the simulation part of it down like if you want more help is there something like that uh yes there is actually so you can set the difficulty to easy where the where the biggest part of that is that it, there's okay, assisting yeah there, there, <laughs> geez, there's yeah there, there's assisting you with like takeoffs you and landings duty <laughs> <laughs> what a cool level <laughs> Yeah, yeah, your your failure screen, of course, is like you know you crashed the uh, the snack cart into a uh, into a fellow uh, passenger. <laughs> okay, this game no. sounds like it's getting really amazing. No, did they no, not no. do so, this? No, they did not. No, so they have an easy they have an easy mode where not only does it provide you guidance on like the paths you actually have to take to get from the taxiway onto the runway and then get up and then fly around and then also go in for landings too. They actually provide. Um, overlays on the screen to show you like the directions you need to go and it tells you like when you need to back off on your speed and that too it helps you with that too um, especially when you go into landing it actually helps you in that easy mode to help bleed speed off and turn your throttle down at the right time um, but you can work it all the way up to the point that you don't have any of that help you have to you have to get your plane going you have to take it off at the right speed you have to get your make sure your landing gears up your lights have changed around you have to make sure you're talking to air traffic control to get the clearance to take off the direction you want 
um, to make sure you're changing frequencies to, to doing all of that all the way up until you actually land that plane and get it taxied and parked in. Like you can, you can get it from easy of easy to real life. And then okay, the, that's cool. the added effect too, of the, the real time air traffic and the real time weather is fucking awesome too. Cause I don't know if you guys saw this, this last week with hurricane Laura, as it was barreling into the uh, Gulf of Mexico, people were actually flying into that hurricane in flight simulator because it, it takes real time weather through, you know, just through the cloud and puts that in there. So and how did able... that go for them? <laughs> exactly. As you think it would, you know, that those planes, like the, it wasn't like the plane was being thrown around or anything, but obviously the weather did have an effect on those planes though, as they move through, cause it's, it's treating it like you're actually flying a plane. So yeah, they just, you could fly through it. You could go look at these things and it's an immersive experience that you would never actually, you know, have in real life anyway, because that's just how hmm. real life doesn't work. But, um, I'll just check this out. You're actually kind of, yeah. getting, kind of excited but the real, about that kind of stuff. Yeah. But the actual real air traffic is interesting because it's not a hundred percent there, but it definitely, when it does come in, it, it's just, it's not, all the way there, but it definitely does add another level of realism that you need to be paying attention to. Because if you've got another plane that's nearby, that say is like going to be crossing kind of near your airspace, air traffic control will hit you up if you haven't heard from in a while and say, you know, maintain altitude, heading, speed, and such too, you know, because of this plane that's passing by or whatever, you know, it'll hit that. So, like, I, as an example, I flew from here to Denver, and as I started to approach DIA, it was quiet. Like, I expected planes upon planes just to be coming in to, uh, you know taking off landing everything like that and not actually being able to find a way to get down to land but it's it was definitely less than i expected for what i was actually hearing and what i was seeing uh it, i don't know if it is just like it's too much data to actually bring in especially for those big airports but it would have been a nice to have so yeah yeah, but if it when it does finally hit on Xbox One, I have a weird feeling they're going to wait probably until Series X drops because this thing needs a lot of fucking power. If you guys ever heard the old, um, you know, the old sayings about like you know a computer is like, can it run Crisis? It's changed now. Can it run Flight Simulator? Can it run Flight Simulator? <laughs> yeah. So you guys will like. I wouldn't be surprised if they wait till Series X drops and then they actually do the release for Flight Simulator. But it, it's I haven't tried it with a controller. I've just done the the flight system that I have, and it's it's awesome to do it like that. I still have to use keyboard and mouse at a couple points, but I don't know what it's gonna be like with controller though. So I have to just see how that one plays out, or I'll try it with controller and tell you guys what I think there too. If it is anything like GTA flying a plane, this is not gonna go well at all. It is nothing <laughs> like crashing to everything. It is it is going to be significantly worse than flying a plane in GTA. So you are going to probably Nothing's worse. You're gonna you are going to you are going to push the throttle up and blow <laughs> the plane up. Riding a horse and fucking red dead. There you go, there's that too. There's also that. Um I'll come back around to another one here because I know all three of us have played it. Uh but I tried a little bit of CSGO just because I was bored. It was it was whatever. Everybody was just being racist. So I was like, okay, I'm done listening to chat here and just hopped off. Uh, Warzone, because Season 5 dropped, and of course they um, did the announcement for the new Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War game. Um, they introduced a new game mode. Uh, it's sort of like, it's sort of a team deathmatch mode that still takes place in the actual Warzone map. And you have this smaller ring that you're actually fighting in. And when you're landing in this ring, I think it's like 52 people are playing at most. Um, 
the ring itself is actually all the way surrounded by gas, but it's continuously moving to different spots within this small area. And it's just, it's just fast paced. It's just quick. You're just going in there, killing people, just racking up the score, racking up the XP. And of course it's a double XP weekend. So that one's been eating up a lot of my time just because I love how, how fast it is, how much you just, you're just dropping in, you're just killing people. You're getting killed. Okay. You're dropping back in and keeping that going around and around and around. So I I don't know, Kyle, if you got to hop in and try out that mode. I just I pissed because I just played it before we started recording tonight and I can't remember the name. Um, I have not had a chance to uh to play that mode. Um it is that just the, the mini the mini war zone? No, no, no. It's not even mini or war zone. It... No, it's like the area itself is more like the uh either second to last or third to last ring that you would see but instead what it does is it's about that size and then you're packing 50 some odd people into there and then the ring itself kind of like the last one would would actually move from place to place and you have to follow along with it so you're not getting hit by the gas it's it's very similar to that but it's in a team deathmatch mode though which is freaking cool or uh, um a three-person uh team deathmatch so but it's really cool. If you get the chance to hop on and play it tonight, it's it's by far yeah, a really to, neat mode. Yeah, and I think it's just it's all tied in because they had a special event for the reveal of the uh, Black Ops trailer. And they are um, every other day they're putting that same mode up where you go through and unlock little events going from place to place in Verdansk. And when you get to the end of it, then it plays the uh, Black Ops trailer. Uh, yeah, so that that was how they did the actual reveal. They actually did an in-game event similar to Fortnite, which honestly was pretty cool for them to do something like that. And I think it actually played really well. I watched uh, Doctor Disrespect do it, and it was pretty. It was pretty good. It was better than actually watching a Fortnite event. I'll tell you that much. Um, I mean, it still had you running around shooting people and going through and doing these things to try to get to it before other people could. So it was really neat. Uh, so the last couple on my list, of course, uh, Super Mario World. So I booted up the SNES Classic. I am now officially st- trying to start my daughter out on video games. And we were we were talking about video games or something. I think the my boys and I were, and my daughter happened to chime in, and she wanted to play a video game. And so I'm like, okay, well, let's maybe start out with the one that I started out with as a kid, which was Super Mario World. So, yeah, we got that out there, and obviously, of course, being a toddler, she does not have the hand-eye coordination to move around and do that, but she gets an absolute kick of the, uh, of you know, Luigi dying there just when he gets, you know, uh, you know, he gets knocked out by a Koopa, and he just, he turns to you, and his face is all ghostly in that, and he just falls out of the map. You know, that's just, that's just an absolute kick to her, and so it's fun to see that, especially, you know, from an older age now to just see how, you know, carefree it is to play a game like that will still play great it, it does absolutely you know and i i push through ahead of it and even my 10 year old is like is like how are you able to get up there so quick it's like it's easy if you've played this game for 25 years and you had to fucking do it over and over he's like I can yeah. shit my sleep. It, it's easy to understand that you can hold down the y button to run with your thumb and then also tap it with kind of the other part of your thumb here hitting b to be able to jump up so you actually just keep that momentum going you know, it's something you had to learn over time playing the same game over and over again. And as a kid who didn't have a lot of money growing up and actually having that console, you'd play the same games over and over and over again. So that was definitely part of it. But overall, though, at least I think I was a good one to kind of maybe start to 
introduce her to and maybe start building up some of that hand-eye coordination just on some of the lower, you know, first world levels in uh, in Super Mario World. So really neat stuff. And then finally, of course, Minecraft server with the kids again, too. Uh, had to go find some slimes because I want to make some sticky pistons to be able to actually start building out some automated door systems, too. Uh, I don't remember if I brought this up, but I did discover that um, in a previous episode, but I did discover that my kid had actually broken into my base and started stealing a lot of my shit. Um, so I have tricked him so far into thinking that I hid a pressure plate or a button somewhere in his house and have surrounded his entire house with TNT. So if he thinks just for a second, you know, he might step in the wrong spot and his house <laughs> is going to blow up. He has that impression now. <laughs> it, it don't, don't screw with me. Like, I actually ended up, like, having to hide a chest full of diamonds and emeralds because I found a really good village to trade um, trade wheat with to be able to get emeralds. And so I've got this whole stash put together, you know, for whatever. So I actually made a uh, a book and a quill and actually wrote out and said to my kid, it's like, do not mess with these. I have a count of them. I can actually see exactly where they're at every time. You know, I will know. And then I put at the end of it, you know, P.S., do not mess with me. So... He's going to find that pressure plate one day. I'm going to come in, you know, or I'm going to have the server running for him. And I'm not going to say anything about it, you know, uh, other than, of course, knowing that he has it. And he's going to have that server running. He's going to play. And I'm going to hear a scream from him. What if he listens to this podcast? Oh, no, no, he, he obviously doesn't. I have made sure for a fact that he does not listen to this podcast. That is a rule. <laughs> he knows I make this podcast. He does not wow, know what I Wow, way to screw our numbers over, dick. <laughs> Oh, yeah, because our target demographic is 10-year-olds, Preston. Is that our target it's demographic? It it's not. We should better, talk about this. It better fucking not be with the way we talk in this one. Do I need to remind you of Muffalo Sauce, Preston? We just talked about this I a think I need ago. to remind you of Muffalo Sauce. Uh, the the I mean, anti-lube. forgets about it. It's the a thing. The anti-lube. It's not a thing. If, if, it, is, if it, it is a so. thing, I swear to God, no. Uh, that's... That's it for me on games, except, of course, I know all of us played Battletoads. I didn't play the original Battletoads, so I'm kind of going, I went into this kind of blind. I'm enjoying it for, I guess, what it is. But what do you guys think of it then? So we can kind of carry on here. I beat it. Of course you did. It's a game. I don't know. Like, it's... How many hours? It's better than most games. It's probably about seven to eight maybe depends on how hard you think it is um, okay i didn't die that often uh probably less than 10 the whole time it mixes a lot of genres uh like there's bullet storm hell there's a lot of platforming there's a lot of puzzling there's it's not just a side scroll beat em up uh basically the which, which that's what the original battletoads is basically okay um, except for a couple levels and uh it does so it gives you a lot of variety um none of them are perfect though so it's they're all good but none of them are great. And that's kind of what I've come across with this whole game. That's my, the writing's good, not great. The humor hits most of the time, but it's not great. Boltstorm's good, but not great. That's that's what this game is for me. Does it seem like that they were really preying on a lot of the nostalgia for Battletoads anyway? And just like, okay, let's, let's stuff as much as we can into this along with these extras that weren't in the original. Not really. No, uh, okay. I mean, I would say maybe that's what it was for the first two levels. You're thinking that you're like, oh, this is their kind of like how Streets of Rage was, um, except Streets of Rage is better. Okay. Uh, yeah, because my but only... then after that, it, it goes in its own direction. It makes it its own thing. Okay, because um, my only familiarity with Battletoads, yeah. and I know you guys will roll your eyes at this, is the whole Battletoads meme from 4chan that you guys had to deal with at GameStop. 
fucking love that shit. That was that's the, that's literally that's my only experience with it, and of course, actually seeing the videos of the impossible. <laughs> yeah, the only other thing is the uh, videos of the um, impossible or, or quote unquote impossible um, turbo turbo bike level. <laughs> Yeah, well, then that's what the second level is—is is the turbo bike level. Yeah, that's um, that's honestly. God, do you where remember I've that shit? So Technically, third level, third level. But yeah, uh, I, I do remember it yeah. constantly. And we <laughs> it would. Was just, so fucking it, fun. it got to the point. It got to the point where we just fuck with the people that that were doing it. To oh, us. I'm sure you guys did. Like, remember the when over the over three thousand edition? Out, oh man, you <laughs> just missed it. Oh. <laughs> Sucks to suck. Remember that when Rare Replay finally came out, though, and Battletoad is on a Rare Replay, which we're like, oh, yeah, that trades it for four bucks. They're like, what? <laughs> You're like, yeah, yep, eat it, yep. bitch. I don't have an answer for you now, fuckface. Exactly. Yeah, everybody's got their GameStop Battletoad stories. Except yeah. one of our friends lives in Alaska, and she worked at GameStop. She did not have the Battletoads meme up there. She goes, what are you talking about? And I was like, oh, are you fucking kidding me with this shit? They didn't have Battletoads things up there. I was like, that's fucking crazy. So Alaska's just so far behind. I don't even know what to say. They just got SNES up there. Fucking douchebags. <laughs> <laughs> like, I only got as far as the actual um, turbo bikes. Like, I think I got halfway through it before I got interrupted with, you know, life. It's not that hard, but, though, right? Like, no, it's, it's, not, I mean, it's not too the, bad. It... it uh, it does get a little harder with some of that side-scrolling stuff. Like in a couple yeah. of the later levels, they just throw so much at you at once. It's like it's hard. You just have to basically dodge and kill one person at a time and just kind of wear it down. But, but see, and I only got difficult. to play like the first uh, couple levels. I want to say um, just because I didn't have a lot of time to play it, um, and I didn't think the uh, the first speeder bike level in comparison uh, to the one the original games. Uh, holy shit! It was easy. Oh, yeah, in comparison, yeah, because yeah. that's what Battletoads was. It was so difficult, but a lot of it, a lot of the difficulty came from playing with another player, and you guys would just beat the shit out of each other, honestly. It was so fucking yeah. hard to not hit each other. It was actually easier to play by yourself, but um, I don't know. It's it's fine. It's not a bad game at all. I played a lot worse games than Battletoads. It has some funny moments, too. I think, uh yeah. Not zits. What's the fucking like the, other one? Uh, What's the small one? Medial job level. Yeah, that was, and they have a, a bunch yeah, of that, shit that, like that. Yeah, yeah, that that one was pretty funny. I thought there's one uh, where you have to play rock paper yeah, scissors. Some of the humor was just eh. Yeah, and it's gonna be that way throughout the whole game. There's some things they're gonna hit like, okay, that was fucking funny, but there's gonna be a lot. It's like, uh, this is just Saturday morning cartoon shit. But right. overall, still worth it. I still okay. think that's worth. I, I don't. What's it selling for? Like twenty? Mm. Is it twenty or thirty? I got it on Game Pass, I think so it's I didn't. Twenty. If it's yeah, twenty, I yeah, played it's it on well Game Pass it. as well. But yeah, I believe it's twenty. Yeah, it's a good game. I have a once over coming up on that show. Woo! Yeah, actually more beat content. those first two levels for you. <laughs> no, I, I, I got through. I got through. The, yeah, I got through the two. I got through. I like I said, I got about I think halfway through the turbo bike part, and then I had to go away to go do something else. So I have yet to pick it up. I was going to play some probably to uh, probably it when is we wrap 20 up for sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's not a bad price for that. That's it's definitely worth yeah. twenty. I got it's my, a twenty dollar game for sure. I, I definitely got my entertainment's worth for twenty bucks. Absolutely. Cool, but yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because that was the last one, and I saw, of course, all three of us had played it anyway oh. too. So, uh, Preston, tell us about the rest of the stuff you played. How's Destroy All Humans going? Uh, I beat that too. Uh, of course, you fun. did. It was. I don't know. It's if you played the last one, you played this one. It, I mean, they added a little bit here and there. 
for like this why this boss might be a little bit harder the they changed a couple of mechanics as far as like how your saucer flying saucer would get shield back um although i originally disagreed with brandon when he told me he goes then that game just hasn't aged well i was like well i was like it it shouldn't. I was like, it's just a third-person shooter. All they're going to do is make the controls feel better. And they still did make the controls. They reworked them, and they actually feel more like third-person controls. But I ended up agreeing with him. He's right. That game is not aged well at all. I can't. I honestly I don't know if I could recommend that game because it, it's 40 That's a lot of fucking money for what I got out of it. And Yeah, it just seems know, like everybody's some of that humor not really. Hits, some of it doesn't. Yeah. I, uh, is it more? I, uh, it just seems like it's it was built for a very different time, and the fact that it's like they didn't really it do is. a lot to make it more in line with like like this current generation more than anything, I think is probably part of the issue. Absolutely, like there's such a missed opportunity with giving me a bunch of cool new weapons to play with, or making the environments more destructible, or playgrounds even would have like, been just better I off don't, instead don't if they of made an actual like sequel to it instead. Yeah, it would have been much better because. When you do this and then people play this, they're going to be like, I don't care if a Destroy All Humans sequel comes out now because this wasn't good enough. And that was my, yeah, it's a damn shame. I wish that would have been much better. Voice acting still good. Who's that guy who plays Invader Zim? He does the voice for the Overlord guy still, and he's just, oh, oh yeah. 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 Crypto! I love that fucking guy. He's so fucking good. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it looks better, but honestly, I couldn't recommend that to anybody. Um, then I jumped into Trine again because I've never finished those, but I have all of them, and they were on sale on the PlayStation Store, so I decided to play them. That's a good fucking platformer, man. That's a pretty game. That's a good game. Everyone should play Trine. I need to get through all four of them, though. You ever play those ones, Kyle? They're like puzzle platformers. I have not. Yeah, they're they're all right. They're not bad at all. Um, Hitman Go, I'm just working my way through that, just doing more levels. That's a good time waster, do-nothing game. Uh, then I also beat Observation. That game is something. <laughs> I don't know, man. I really like Devolver shit too. That one, that starts off real hot because it's like, oh, you're playing the AI instead of the people on a rogue AI. It's like, oh, this is going to be really cool. And then it kind of, so it ends up being kind of like a puzzle game is basically what it is. Um, uh-huh. But isn't the point of an AI on a spaceship so that you don't have to fiddle around with stupid puzzles and shit is like a human? You're like, AI, do this so I can open this door quick while I'm trying to figure – because they don't give you, you like think. tutorials or anything. So I'm like, I'm like, okay, what am I doing here? And she's like, hey, open this door. And it's taking me like 20 minutes. I'm like, shut up. I need to try a few things and figure out how this works. I'm like, dude, I'm the worst AI I've ever fucking seen for a fucking spaceship. I feel so bad. We're all going to die. Because I don't know how to fucking open a goddamn door. Because it's so... They're all such difficult puzzles. And they're like, go find this thing. I'm like, what the fuck is that? And they're like, well, we told you earlier in the game. And I'm like, I don't remember any of this shit. Because it doesn't teach you anything. You're just... You learn by yourself. Which is fun for a video game. But it kind of defeats the purpose of me being a ship AI. Uh, that story goes places, though. It's pretty interesting. Um, I'm not really sure what the end was. I'm not really sure how that what that was supposed to mean. Uh, it leaves it open for a sequel though. So I'd like to see a sequel, but how much is that one? Kyle, do you know? I think it's like 15 to 20 somewhere around there. Observation. Uh, um, you know, off the top of your head. I'm, I don't, um, I don't either. If it's, it's, it's a good cheap game. It's a nice little story. Um, no puzzle was particularly that difficult. It's just, I had to figure out what the fuck I was doing. Um, that made it, 
I guess. On Steam, it's that, 25. It's 25? Yeah, on it's Steam, probably worth yeah. something like that. Yeah, it's it's an interesting game. Uh, I, I still recommend it because it is so different from a lot of the games I've played that are story-based like that. So definitely worth that. Um, and then I also played, and I'm almost done with Mortal Shell. I'm on the final boss right now. Um, right before we started recording, I got to him. I was like, ah, shit. I could have beat another game. Um, it's a Dark Souls clone. That's <laughs> that's, that's all really it is, it. man. It's exactly a Dark Souls clone, but not even new Dark Souls. Old Dark Souls. So I'm playing oh. a Dark Souls 1 combat clunky system in a new <laughs> like new times. I'm like, well, that's not what I wanted. Um, it's a lot more shallow than a Dark Souls game is. Uh, the cool thing they use for this, the mechanic they changed that makes it different. Um, I guess the setup is, I don't even really know, because it does use ambiguous storytelling, just like Dark Souls, and I haven't paid that much attention. Um, but you're like some sort of like a spirit or a hollow shell, and you take the form of dead people. Um, so you'll, their corpse, you'll jump like, you're like a soul that jumps into their corpse, and you reanimate them, and you can learn and relearn their memories and stuff. Um, there's four different shit. That's why it's called mortal shell. So there's four different shells you can be. And each one plays a little differently. Um, there's one that has like a huge amount of stamina, but only can go down like basically two hits, but it can swing, swing forever. That's the one I've been using. There's Whoa. other ones that, and each of them has special abilities that are tied to that shell. Um, the mechanic they use, and you can switch actually out almost at any time. You just need the item or go back to the main area and you can actually switch out which one you are. So you're not stuck with it. You choose this one at the beginning of the game and you're stuck with it. No, you can switch out whenever you want. Uh, discover all the memories you want. Uh, same thing with the weapons. There's four different weapon types you can use. Uh, so there's a little bit of depth as far as like combat and how you want to play, but not a huge amount. They almost all play the same. Um, the uh, mechanic they use to change everything is called a hardening. Uh, basically, you just make your body turn into stone and you can sit there and take a hit. Uh, so it's it's their shield mechanic and then you can... But you can use it mid-combo. So if, say, I'm doing like a power lunge at somebody, I can freeze combo my, or I can freeze myself in it and let the person swing into me and they'll stab themselves on my swing because the swing still counts. And then you can unfreeze and then come out of the combo and mitigate all the damage that he did to you and then you still did damage to him. It's kind of cool. It works in the combat. It took a little while to get used to, but it is something new, I guess. Um, no other Souls game has something like that. So I guess that's something. It's pretty fucking easy for a Souls game, though. I think I've died four times overall. Um, I died once in the once over just to show you what it would even look like. Uh, it's pretty fucking easy for a Souls game. Um, so it was only 30, though. Brandon said it was really good. So I figured it, I'd give it a shot. It's not bad, but it's nothing spectacular. Eh, it's always worth a try anyway, because you like all those different Souls games anyway. So it's like it was right I up like your alley challenge. anyway. Yeah. But it's not scratching that itch of, like, a good challenge. Also, the bosses don't have any music, really. Man, that just fucking threw me for a loop. Like, when I fought the first <laughs> boss, and there's like it's, like, just dead silent. I'm like, what the fuck, man? I was like, I need my epic music. I'm fighting an epic boss, and that it poor just boss. didn't happen. <laughs> that boss is it just like, me well, the fuck out. we just got to work with what we got. Yeah, and then I killed him on my first try. I was like, was he a boss, really, or was that a tutorial boss? Like, I didn't know, because this game is pretty easy, and they're... The invincibility window on the dodge is so generous. Yeah, I, I get maybe if you guys want to get into Souls and you want to try something that's a little easier, maybe you could play this because this is not even close to as difficult as Souls. 
Hmm. And a lot shorter because I'm almost done. It's only about eight to 12 hours that I've put into it. Um, I mean, you could 100% it and do everything, I guess, and find every little thing. I didn't, but I did do a pretty thorough search of the map. So I've done a, quite a bit. So probably like 65 to 75% of everything. So you could, though. I think that's all I played, though. Okay. Yeah, looks like it. Well, Kyle, round out this episode, dude. What do you got on your list, man? Uh, well, of course, I did the usual Animal Crossing and Call of Duty stuff. Um, I didn't actually get to play, of course, the stuff uh, from this weekend yet. Gotta um, go try out that mode, dude. Most of dude. my play was... You gotta What's go up? try out that mode I was telling you about, dude. Yeah, definitely. Uh, mo- most of my play was earlier on in the week, uh, before things at work uh, went all crazy on me, but... Uh, other than that, uh, still playing Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, I'm probably, I want to say probably about, I midway through the the second area, and that that's doing literally everything, um, on the way up to the castle. Um, I I think right now there's only one thing that I haven't been able to fully complete yet, um, and that that's just like killing the uh the the guys for one of the uh legendary things so because you actually have to hunt those guys down and it doesn't give you any specific location but it's kind of weird because it pops up yeah okay yeah those are fun like like those i i really like them uh i i've had a ton of fun with them but uh so far that's really the only thing that is my hang-up, because uh, I've just been trucking along, doing the missions as they pop up, and just working my way up the map, getting everything there is to get on the way up as I go, you know? The second island's um, much longer, probably, I think, probably than even the first, because um, there's uh, you, have to, you have to continue on those other tales, and then there's actually two new ones they introduce. The third island goes a lot faster. Yes and no, I feel like. Um, I feel like... Yes, because of the tails, but I actually like the tails, and it's getting to the point where I can move into each of the stories so quickly um, because I'm not having to go off an adventure, and uh, when I actually go into combat, it's getting to the point where it's just quick. Um, I, I've got enough, I, I don't know, uh, combat techniques now that if I, if I fail my, my dodges or my blocks... That I could just fall back on one of my, you know, fuck off moves and and be done with combat just as quick. I, so. I feel like I hit that point in the first island. Uh, probably about halfway through yeah. the first island, I was already I had gotten a pretty good handle on combat, especially. But yeah, I see what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, no, I yeah, had a handle on combat in the first island. It just after you start building up the uh, damage that your sword does um, when you're doing combat. Because the the enemies are like the same, you know, all of a sudden it's not taking five, six attacks to to take down one guy. All of a sudden you break his guard in two hits and then he goes down in one hit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I I see what you're saying, but... Yeah, just because of that, all all the the combat scenarios move so much quicker. And that, and I've I've gotten to the point where I'm just like, screw it. Uh, it, The story's going to progress however it progresses anyway. So I, I've just gone to 
if I have the the time or ability to, I'll go and assassinate people, especially if I want to get a bunch of, uh, like, because I just barely got my uh, uh, ghost stance or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll want to build up my ghost stance, so I'll go uh, assassinate a bunch of people so I can jump down uh, do a standoff and then do one of my fuck you techniques and then do a ghost mode and then by then everyone just clears out. But other than that, uh, played some more carrion. I thought I was closer to the end of that game than I am, I guess. Um, it gets to a point where you're really not getting any new abilities. Like you're still getting things, but they don't do anything. Um, that's a like it'll say, yeah, that, that you know you you get this ability or that, but it, it's like, well, I don't feel like it's doing anything, and I'm at, I'm at the point where I'm doing so much backtracking, um, like the game starts to get confusing without a map anyway, but it can get a little bit more confusing at this point just because like, um, not only am I trying to backtrack to a to an area to get back on the right track. Uh, backtracking has also led me into other areas where I've gotten lost because there are only areas that you were only able to open up in the later portion of the game, but they lead into a new area that leads into like basically uh item pickup that you don't need. Well, that sucks. But I mean, if you want full completion, it's necessary, but you don't need it. Hmm. Yeah, I don't, yeah like, so, I don't like when I mean, people. I, I don't like, like. I don't like when games do that in a Metroidvania style, like it is. Yeah, and I feel like because of that, maybe it carries on just slightly too longer, or too much long, uh, longer than it should. And I don't know. I still really enjoy it, but yeah, it, it's a little bit of a hang up. Um, How many hours have you put? Other than, uh, I think probably seven now okay so it's not that long. six or seven okay yeah not not that much i mean i i'm probably actually close to the end because i think it's only about a seven eight hour game yeah that's that's still really short for a metroidvania style so yeah once again it i think part of it they want you to get lost but i don't want to get lost it's getting irritating because i go back to the same area over and over and over again yeah and then i find where i'm supposed to go and it's like well shit I need to step away from the game, and I come back, and it's like, well, hell, where was where was I? Yeah, so, I can see why you wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. Um. Other than that, I picked up Rogue Legacy two, um, on Steam. Uh, I don't know if I necessarily care for this one as much as the first one. Uh, they change. First of all, they changed the graphics, so it's no longer in the sixteen uh, bit uh, pixel style that it was in previously. Mm-hmm. They smoothed out the graphics, so it looks almost like a. Uh, uh, it, it it's almost like they took notes from Behemoth games. So you think of your like Battle Block Theater, your Castle Crashers, uh, that sort of like almost Flash esque design. That's what they turned Rogue Legacy into. Mm, that's not terrible, I guess. I don't know. I'd have to see it. It's not terrible, but I don't know. It, it's a stark contrast uh, from what I was expecting. I still enjoy it. Uh, I still haven't found any like 
bosses. As far as I can tell, there's only one boss, in, at least in the castle that I'm in. And it must be a bigger castle. I, I don't know how it works in this one. Uh, there's a lot less as far as building up your character than there was in the previous game. So I don't think it's going to be as long of a game. But, I mean, that that's all relative to, to you know, how well you play the game. Right. And, you know, I guess how lucky you get on a run, too. So... Because that, that is one of those uh, roguelike titles exactly. where every time you go into the castle, it, it's going to be different. So, And not only that, every time you go into the castle, you have a, a different uh, trait that your family can uh, suffer or benefit from. Which, in this one, I they they've changed it so, like, I'd say 90% of the uh, traits are visual. Now they've started adding back in some of the old traits that were in the previous game, but when on on day one, day two, um, they they were all visual. Like your character's nostalgic, so they, oh okay, they they see in sepia. Uh, your character's colorblind, so it, everything's black and white. Uh, your character has synesthesia, so you leave rainbow trails everywhere. Hey, but that sounds like I, my I void like... bastards. I like when they did that shit. It makes the game interesting. <laughs> yeah, no, it like it. It is interesting, but it was definitely lacking elements. Now they've patched some of that, so they've added more stuff in since then. Uh, but their first major patch isn't actually for, I believe, and they actually have it listed when their first major major patch is supposed to be. And from launch, it was 60 days. So I think we're sitting at like uh, f- uh, something like 48 days or something like that. Maybe maybe a little less now. But they, they have had some minor patches that add stuff in. And it's still pretty fun, but I still haven't fought a boss yet. So I'm kind of wondering, does it? do I have multiple bosses? Am I looking for a boss key? Um, yeah. Uh, other than that, the last game that I played, uh, I picked up Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles yesterday, um, when it came out, uh, I'm a little disappointed, uh, I don't know if I was expecting more, uh, but it seems to be lacking stuff, actually. That's what Dan said. Um, the, yeah, the multiplayer, uh, as far as trying to connect, um, I haven't been successful Ever. Dan said it was taking a long fucking time and it wasn't working properly. Like their servers just weren't yeah, set no, up right or something. I haven't been able to connect ever. What was that term? Like their servers weren't set up right for the multiplayer or something? Yeah, something like that. Because yeah. that was a big um, selling point for it. I mean, Dan was even going off talking about how it was supposed to be a big cross-platform thing too with you know the support oh, yeah. for it across the board. And that's a really shitty thing for especially a game where that's like the main feature. Yeah. He says they. I mean, he says they polished up quite a bit of some of the stuff as far as the single player went. But yeah, he was disappointed in that aspect. Yeah, like don't get me wrong, it, it hits all the points for nostalgia. Some of, I will say some of the uh, videos. I don't know if they had translation issues going to the cartridge, but I've had some frame rate drops on like videos wow. when they play, and yeah, and it's you'd think I shouldn't be having that issue because. Uh, it's GameCube, and GameCube, I, it gets ported pretty well, doesn't it? Hmm. I would think so. So, I don't know. Yeah, I've had some frame rate drops uh, during, like, boss opening sequences. Uh, 
the opening video I um where you hit uh, start new game. Um, I had frame rate drops in the opening video. Hmm. So I was a little concerned with that, but uh, the other thing that I was sad about is it seems to lack any sort of uh, uh, couch co-op. Oh, so you strictly have to play it as being like online, online. That's some yeah. bullshit. Yeah, and that was one of the big things that I was like, oh, I'm going to get this game. And I, I honestly just kind of jumped on it because I was like, oh, Crystal Chronicles is out today. I'm so excited. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I, I was sad to see that missing. Uh, I think I, I could be wrong, but it feels like they added more character skins, like two character skins for each uh, race per sex. But that that's a minor thing, and I could be wrong on that. Uh, there's also downloadable content already uh, that totals, I believe, like $32. So if you want to pick up downloadable content day one for a $30 game Jeez. and basically match the price and make it a $60 Square game. Square Enix is you, really you trying to milk it. the shit out of this one with this re-release, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's like it's like a weapons pack and then a crystal pack for each of the, the Oh, races. yeah, definitely. It truly shows like that is, God, fucking money-grubbing assholes. Jeez. Yeah, um, but if you want to play a truly nostalgic point in Nintendo's history, uh, this lives up to that as long as you want to play only the single player. Because, yeah, like I said, haven't haven't had a, um, a single attempt actually match up with a single person. Um, I've, I've just sat there and it's, it just searches. So... Hmm, that's a bummer. It is. Yeah, uh, it, it is a big letdown, and I even I even went so far as because I was like, well, it's supposed to be cross platform. Maybe I'll hop on my Xbox and I'll just buy it on there, and I'll play. I'll see if I can connect to myself. You know, as dumb as that sounds, uh, just to see if I could get it to work or buy it on my cell phone. But uh, neither version has released. Hmm. It's only the Switch version, so. Uh, if it is going to continue, actually release on the other consoles or other platforms, we'll see, but, uh, they, they've got some work to do and I really hope they do patch it. So I, I can do like couch co-op that that's like the biggest thing with that game. I think that that's probably why everyone bought that game is they're like, well, that was one of the greatest couch co-op games of what was it like 2003 or whatever, when it came out. Hmm. that's a bummer you're making me sad yeah but <laughs> it is still a really good game i'm still gonna go back through it and i i i already picked i i even went and picked my original uh character race i was like yeah i'm gonna be this dude again and i was like well shit i remember all the disadvantages i had now <laughs> but i'm still loving it well then but that's all i had well Cool, cool. So that's two weeks worth of video games that the NPCs have played. So 
Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in to this week's What Are You Playing? Don't forget to check us out on anchor.fm slash the-apcs-podcast. That is the home of our podcast. You can find links to all the platforms we're supported on. You can also find us on social media on Twitter and Facebook at the NPCs. Uh, find us there. You can also get links to our YouTube page where we have published, of course, a couple new once-overs. We've got Flight Simulator 2020 up there as well as uh, Minecraft Dungeons and surprisingly it was Preston who played Minecraft Dungeons with all the ire he throws hey, at that one I play games you do play <laughs> games good bad and frustrating uh, yep. Kyle and I on our YouTube page of course do a weekly news roundup live stream you can check that out on 8pm Mountain Time on our YouTube and we also do it on our Facebook page as well so make sure to subscribe on YouTube follow us on Facebook there too again everybody thank you so much for tuning in we'll catch you all in the next episode doses later later